A very good evening to you from me, Father Himmel, and a very warm welcome to you on Radio Veritas to the program As the Sun Sets. Well, I hope you've had a good day, and if you're driving home, do drive carefully. And if you're already sitting at home waiting for the program to begin with your Bibles or breviaries in your hand, well, welcome to the program, and let's pray the evening prayer of the Church. Just for your information, it's week three of the Psalter, and it's Thursday, of course. So there we go, 19th week of the year. Thank you so much for joining me, Father Emil. Lovely to have you, and thank you for all all your wonderful messages that you always send me, telling me how much you enjoy these programs in the evening. They're simple, simple, reflective programs as we come together just to praise the Lord at the end of the day. So let's place ourselves in the presence of the Lord, ask the Lord to be with us as we begin. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
Marilliness and O Mary, when our God chose you. Your faithful shall ring out their joy as they enter your dwelling place, Lord. Psalm 131, the promise of God to the house of David. O Lord, remember David and all the many hardships he endured, the oath he swore to the Lord, his vow to the strong one of Jacob. I will not enter the house where I live, nor go to the bed where I rest. I will give no sleep to my eyes, to my eyelids. I will give no slumber till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the strong one of Jacob. At Ephrata we heard of the ark. We found it in the plains of Yerim. Let us go to the place of his dwelling. Let us go to kneel at his footstool. Go up, Lord, to the place of your rest, you and the ark of your strength. Your priests shall be clothed with holiness your faithful shall ring out their joy. For the sake of David, your servant, do not reject your anointed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Your faithful shall ring out their joy as they enter your dwelling place, Lord. The Lord has chosen Zion as his dwelling place. The Lord swore an oath to David. He will not go back on his word. A son, the fruit of your body, will I set upon your throne. If they keep my covenant in truth and my laws that I have taught them, their sons also shall rule on your throne from age to age. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever. Here have I chosen to live. I will greatly bless her produce. I will fill her poor with bread. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her faithful shall ring out their joy. There, David's stock will flower. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. 
I will cover my enemies with shame, but on him my crown shall shine. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has chosen Zion as his dwelling place. The Lord has given him power and honor and empire, and all peoples will serve him. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who are and who were, that you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Rejoice then, O heaven, and you that dwell therein. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has given him power, and honor, and empire, and all peoples will serve him. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 18. Peter went up to Jesus and said, Lord, how often must I forgive my brother if he wrongs me? As often as seven times? And Jesus replied, not seven, I tell you, but seventy-seven times. And so the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who decided to settle his accounts with his servants. When the reckoning began, they brought him a man who owed 10,000 talents. But he, he had no means of paying, and so his master gave orders that he should be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions to meet the debt. And at this, the servant threw himself down at his master's feet. Give me time. Give me time, he said, and I will pay the whole sum. And the servant's master felt so sorry for him that he let him go, and he cancelled the debt. Now, as the servant went out, he happened to meet a fellow servant who owed him 100 denarii. And he seized him by the throat and he began to throttle him. Pay what you owe me, he said. 
And his fellow servant fell at his feet and implored him, saying, Give me time, and I will pay you. But the other would not agree. On the contrary, he had him thrown into prison until he should pay the debt. And then his fellow servants were deeply distressed when they saw what had happened. And they went to their master and they reported the whole affair to him. And then the master sent for him. You wicked, you wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours when you appealed to me. Were you not bound then to have pity on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And in his anger, the master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay all his debt. And that is how my heavenly Father will deal with you, unless you each forgive your brother from your heart. And Jesus had now finished what he wanted to say, and he left Galilee, and he came into the part of Judea, which is on the far side of the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. And so today we continue what we call the Sermon on the Community. We've heard all the different sermons that Jesus has been preaching, and Matthew, as you know, has put them all together into five sermons, discourses, call them what you like, books, similarly to the five books in the Old Testament, in the Pentateuch. But today the theme in, in, in the Gospel today reflect something about what the community should be like. This is the part of the Gospel of Mark which deals with the community. It's the Sermon on the Community. And, and today Peter comes to Jesus and he says to him, Lord, um, how often must I forgive my brother if he wrongs me? Is that uh, seven times a perfect number? Seven. And Jesus says, no, not seven, but 77 times. In other words, not just the perfect number, but we need to forgive one another an infinite number of times. There's no limit to our forgiveness. And what we need to do is to realize that the God we have, the God that knows us and loves us, is a God who forgives us over and over again. What a crazy God we have. <laughs> a God who loves us so much, who just says, I will always forgive you if you come to me and ask for forgiveness. That's crazy, isn't it? To be forgiving over and over again. To be forgiving a limitless time. A limitless number of times. That's the kind of God we have. And then Jesus takes the story of this man who calls his servants to them. And the one owes him, my goodness, he owes him a lot of money. A lot of money. He comes to him and he says, you owe me 10,000 talents. That's the equivalent of about, in our language, 350 tons of gold. I mean, that is incredible. Nobody will ever be able to amass 350 tons of gold. And the master says, that's what you owe me. But in the end, he says, 
I forgive you. Go and uh, go and sin no more. Just go and God bless you, my son. That's the kind of incredible forgiveness that God has towards us. That even though we owe God so much, he says, I forgive you. Go in peace. And then you go out and you meet somebody who owes you a few grams of gold as opposed to 350 tons of gold. And you say, pay what you owe me, pay what you owe me. And he says, well, I can't just give me time and I'll repay you those 35 grams of gold. And then you say, no, I want it now. And so you take the money and you throw it into prison until he pay the debt. How is he going to pay? That's the kind of selfishness we have in the world today. The kind of justice we have is a, is a kind of justice that says, you've done something bad, you must be repaid. And God says, you've done something bad. I forgive you over and over again. But we so seldom reflect something of this incredible, gratuitous love and mercy and forgiveness of God. And Jesus wants to reassure us that the God we have is a God who shows us mercy over and over again. Whether it's for 350 tons of gold, whether it's for 35 grams of gold, the Lord says, I love you so much. I forgive you. How grateful we should be to God for his incredible love and mercy and forgiveness. And what Jesus is trying to do now is to say, the kind of life we should be living in the communities, having this alternative kind of lifestyle. Because the people in his day were experiencing hardship from the Roman authorities. They were experiencing hardship from the religious authorities in the temple. They would, didn't even know the meaning of the word forgive. And I guess in the time of Matthew, in the year 80, when he was writing, there were many people who were experiencing the oppression of the Roman authorities, experiencing the oppression also of the, of the church authorities, the ecclesiastical authorities. And that the poor, the desperate, the discarded people, the marginalized people, when they expected to find love and warmth and hospitality and forgiveness in the community, they didn't find that. And Jesus is saying, we have to create a different kind of community to the community of the Roman, uh, the Roman times, for example. We ourselves today, we've got to look at the world in which we live. And we've got to say that like Jesus in his day, he was preaching a different form of community. A community which was to experience love and mercy and forgiveness, where the poor and the marginalized were to find joy and acceptance in the community. That's what Jesus was preaching. And I believe that this is what we too need to be preaching today, that the church today should be a community, an alternative community, where what marks us is going to be love and mercy and forgiveness, where the discarded people, the marginalized people, the people who are thrown aside, when they're going to find love and mercy and acceptance, when the sinners of this world, those who are divorced, those who have left the church, those who, have, who feel nothing for the church, those who criticize the Pope, those who criticize their religious leaders, those who have hatred in their hearts, not just towards those who are outside of the Christian community, but even in the Christian community. 
Those who have hard feelings towards others because they are not part of your group, whether that be an ethnic group or a religious group or whatever. We've got to eradicate from our lives all those kind of feelings towards others, and we need to create an alternative community where the mark of this alternative community is not just going to be a theological one holy Catholic and apostolic church, not just that kind of mark, but the mark that Jesus talks about, that we're going to find in our community love and acceptance and compassion and forgiveness when we're going to reach out to embrace people into the community, the people will be able to feel, yes, yes, this is the community to which I belong. That even though I'm a sinner of note, even though I've done everything and I've, I've, I've sinned against every commandment in the Bible, that still the Lord shows me love and mercy and forgiveness. And this community, God's community, always welcomes and always shows forgiveness. <laughs> It goes against what is somehow deepest within us because we always want to, we want to get back at people. You've done something wrong, you must be repaid. You've murdered somebody, you must go to jail or you should die. It's that kind of attitude. And we've got to change gear. We've got to take on another way of thinking and become the kind of people like God who shows an infinite number, an infinite number of times of mercy and forgiveness and compassion. It's tough, isn't it? It is tough. But we're certainly, what Jesus is trying to do and what Matthew is trying to do is to underline a new kind of community. And may we be that community and welcome all and sundry into that community, showing understanding, love, mercy and forgiveness. The Lord fed us with finest wheat. He filled us with honey from the rock. The Lord fed us with finest wheat. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord fed us with finest wheat. The Lord brought down the mighty from their seats and raised up the lowly. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord brought down the mighty from their seats and raised up the lowly. Now Christ is the high priest of his people and it is in him that we come together to make our prayer to the Father of us all. Father, 
put new hearts within us. We thank you for calling us into the church. Bless us with constant faith and make it a source of life for others. And Lord, bless Francis, our Pope. We pray that his faith may not fail and that he may strengthen his brothers and sisters. Turn sinners back to you and grant us a humble and contrite heart. Your son knew what it was to be excluded from his homeland. Be mindful of those who must live far from their family and country. And give eternal rest to the dead. Bring the whole church together in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Lord God, in your mercy, you led St. Clare to the love of poverty. Help us by her intercession to follow Christ in poverty of spirit so that in the kingdom of heaven we may see you in your glory and we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Tony Melendez and never be the same. And that's the note on which we end our evening prayer this evening. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're going to have a wonderful, restful evening. And so from me, Father Emil, good night and God bless.